Coming up next, it's Locked Up Sports on 365sportscast.com. Everybody, this is Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. He took a home run away from Roland, trying to get back to first half. He's doubled off, and the inning is over. Andy Chavez saved the day. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied. Bing bong. Anthony for three. Puts it in. comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. It's Locked Up Sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! Bring them out. Here we go! Bob Walters, Brett Grasso, Brian Gunzel Studios, it's Locked Up Sports. It's Friday night. Brett, how's it going? Welcome back, Brett. Uh, Welcome nice. Very back. nice to be back. Nice to be back. Uh, Bailey uh, knew you were gone. Yeah. Bailey knew you were gone. Uh, thank thanks. you to uh, yeah, Ryan McGordy for filling in for me last week. He did a great job. I was listening to the show uh, down in Florida. I was uh, down there with my 92-year-old grandmother who uh, just survived colon cancer. And she, we had, we had said, oh, did you get her to listen to the show? Remember, we talked about her being... Okay, yeah, good. yeah, yeah, we listened. We were listening. Good, good. 92 years old, found out she had colon cancer around Christmas, and right now, 100% cancer-free. How about that? How about yep. that? And then Brett also, congratulations, Brett became a RN, a real nurse. Well, I wasn't well, an RN. I've been an RN for many years, but I finished my bachelor's degree this week, so yeah, I added that on to the uh, phone. So you grammar. are an RN. So I've been an RN. Been, an been a real nurse. Been a real nurse. Been a real nurse for many years. Okay. But now I'm just a more advanced degree. I can heal you and help you more. So he's a healer, folks. Well, they, at, least, healer. at least maybe some more money. So big, big week this week. Um, we got the NHL playoffs underway. The NBA playoffs are still going. The Mets, every time we come on here, the Mets do something better. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Yes, last night was ridiculous. But we're going to start with the Rangers tonight. Uh, the Rangers last night got a must-needed win. They had to win that game. Game one. This is when I can watch hockey. Like, I'm in now. Like, it, let me tell you, it's amazing. It's like a light switch for me. Like, how I, I just, better. since I don't it's have better. a team, like, it's hard to follow with throughout the regular season of, like, you know, I'm not a huge Islanders fan. I'm not a huge Rangers fan. So, and I'm just, so it's very difficult throughout the year to say, oh, who cares about one individual game? As soon as this happens, and I'm watching this game one of the Rangers, and it was just, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the deal. Like, you enjoyed it. Like, game one was not enjoyable for the Ranger fans. I understand that. No, but it was one great, game one, it, was it wasn't a, enjoyable. It was a great sporting event to watch. I mean, I think, I'm not going to sit here and say I think they got robbed out of that goal. I I think it could have went either way. Now, here's, here's my theory. Here's what I have to say about that. I think it could have went either way. I think the call on the ice probably should have stayed, which was a goal. Okay. And now if they're going to make it, they said no goal. Why was it no goal? Because they said Kreider interfered with the goalie. Yeah. Why was there not a penalty called? 
So if he interfered with the goalie, you need a two minute penalty. You need a goaltender interference, two minute penalty. It would there was can nothing. They, can they say? Can Clearly they assess they can. a penalty after? Is that something like? Uh, is that what I'm saying? Like it, it's one of those it with, we we know it. We see the review after, so we we can't. You might we disallow right the that. goal, but there was no penalty called because we didn't see the penalty. That's actually something I that you might be right. Like it's not reviewable whether it's a penalty. Listen, or not. I'm a big hockey guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you are. You you always said you're you're big. I'm a huge Islander fan. Yep. Um. So. You know, after that, so then they go into three overtimes. It's the yeah. it's the middle of the night. I got work at six o'clock in the morning. But it's exciting. See, I had nothing to do, so it's it was a nightmare. Great. And it was, um, you know, that's the exciting part. Even though there was, you know, nobody scored in the first two periods of overtime. Yeah, it but, was just it was it was some back it was back and forth. And I mean, and that's, here's that's the, what I like. Here's watch. the thing. I mean, Shostakovich made seventy nine saves. That's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. First of all. The Penguins, who have right. their second goalie, second string goalie in already, gets hurt halfway through the second overtime and has to leave the game. Nobody even knew at the moment why he le- he was leaving. Yeah. He's he's now out for the season. Is he's going to have surgery? The third string goalie, who is sitting now, he's yeah. not sitting on the bench. He's sitting in the corner. He where stood the, on his head. Whether he didn't stand on his head, he made some saves. <laughs> for, for but do you know the story? He was sitting in the corner by where the Zamboni comes and goes. So the the referee went over and said, "Hey, you're in." He's like, "You're kidding." He had like a whole. Dinner in between <laughs> after the first overtime, he said they like spicy pork. That's great. And he was, and he's never, you know, he's like a 30 year old journeyman goalie. He's been around the league, a bunch of teams. Yeah, you never expect to play. And he's probably not even paying attention to the game. He's eating, you know, spicy pork and stuff. So, I'm sorry, but anything but let, like, if he doesn't let up a goal, which he did not. At that point, like that's uh, there's nothing else you could ask for for that. Well, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great story. And what it did is, last night I was worried that it was going to become a big story. Like he's now going to either seize the opportunity and all of a sudden go, you know, take him to the conference finals or something. One of those deals. The Rangers just wouldn't be able to score. But the Rangers came back last night and they played a good game. They were pushed around in game one. They were dominated in the. in the face-off category, both defensive and offensive, the power play, eh, it, wasn't, it wasn't as good. It wasn't as crisp. Last night, everything turned around completely, and they played a game that they needed to play and that we've seen them play a bunch of times this season. 5-2, Shostak again, 39 saves. He's 118 saves in two games. I mean, I, they needed that. You know, and this is like, first They needed to win it the way that they wanted. Well, they had, yeah, that's, what, uh, that's what I was talking Exactly. And now you got them on the ropes a little bit. They, now they know they're going to go with this to Smith Guy who's the third string goalie, yeah. So he's going to be in there the rest of the way. You still got to deal with uh, Malkin and Crosby, and and they're physical. But now I, I feel better about it. I felt terrible about it. I was like, oh, this is yeah, going to be a you, range. If of- you you can't drop that second game. No, if, you- <laughs> if there's one sport you can, it's hockey. I that's fine, but. I'm sorry. But yeah, no, they you, you cannot be like, oh, welcome to the playoffs. We're down 0-2. But what kind of is no good is now I can see this series going seven, and you you don't want to you don't want to go seven. In the first yeah, round, well, it's, going, it's you know you're you're, uh, you're looking at almost a guaranteed six. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not guaranteed, I, but it's yeah, because you know, the Rangers that's aren't gonna, how it goes. Rangers aren't going to come in and put, right. you know, I well, you know what, they might. Rangers like, win yeah, four play, goal, four you know games. Once goal. you get to playoff series, playoff teams, um, you know, they're very few that are going to go get swept like the yeah, Nets got yeah. swept. And you're going to go win your yeah. game at home. And, and you're going to, you know, there's a lot of Stanley Cup pedigree on the pe- on the Penguins. You got Malkin. You got Crosby. Won multiple cups. Yeah. You got Gensel who out of and nowhere. The, and the goalie needs to have one good game. He, you know, it, yeah, yeah. It doesn't need yeah. to, you know. And and Gensel who scores, who just he's he had 40 goals during the regular season. He scores 
every game it feels like in the playoffs. He's one of like the over the last five couple of years, he's been one of the leading scorers in the playoffs. He's just a goal machine. He's 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 a good goal scorer. So you never know. But Shostakin is he's played well. It doesn't seem to be too much for him. The moment doesn't seem to be too big for him. This is his first his first playoff action was the game three in the bubble. Nobody there. You know, the Rangers were done. So will you feel good about that? Like I said, do I think they're going to win the cup? No, because Calgary. I don't think anybody's being Calgary or. Colorado, whoever comes out of the West, and Colorado had a had a big was yeah. that double or triple overtime West? Trip, triple, was it, yeah. I think it was. It might have been double. Either way, it was multiple oh, overtime. Double overtime, right? Yeah. Double overtimes. So now they are up two two zero, and you know that's this is just the NHL playoffs. This is the first round. We're like four games in. I was I've already losing hair over the first game with the Rangers, and then you know yesterday I went and had a couple drinks. I had to go. I was like, let me go have a couple drinks before the game starts, and then I had to get and then I had work. This morning again, and that, that, that now you're all caught up, right? You're all We're caught up on what's going one, on. One overtime, just so. So uh, it was one overtime. It was the first overtime? Yeah. Felt like six. Felt like yeah, <laughs> it must have been. Felt like six, but um. So we got uh, other things. We got we got a uh, big show tonight. We got a uh, handicapper from Saratoga Raceway. Uh, he's gonna come in and talk to a little derby. We're gonna make you some money tonight. Hopefully, it's yeah. still a bet. We uh. We everybody, not, even if you're not into like horse racing, you're you bet the derby. It's the derby comes to well, you don't. Not everybody bets the derby, Bob. Not that's, but you're into it. You know the derby no, comes I think around. Everybody and, bets the derby. Not everybody bets. That's just not. That's, no, they all go to. Have you ever been to OTB? Yes, but they, it's not like you know everybody bets the derby. You're right. Well, what, what, I would say seventy. I would say seventy percent no. of the people watching the derby have, have money on it. Seventy percent of the people watching. I will say this year, you're you're probably a lot closer to that number based on they can do it clicking a button instead of OTB. But you, you're, you're are, talking OTB and the people watching. No, like no. I think I not. think you're wrong. I think well, I think more people bet. We'll do a poll. You know what? We're going to do a 90, poll. Put we'll this way. Ninety-five percent of people on a Tuesday watching horse racing <laughs> are betting on horse yes, racing. Yes. That'll give you forty percent. I think as many forty percent. I think of people on a Saturday. The percentage of people that watch the Super Bowl that have money on it, I think, is uh, close to the same percentage of the people watching the Derby that have money on it. I I don't. I think you're wrong. Um, I think because at least for the Super Bowl, you know who you're talking about, not just being like, "Oh, that horse looks browner than the other horse." Like it, that people have no clue what's going on. That's why we're having. They're Sam. going to bet on on odds, and you know, you're you're picking a number of, and honestly, it's either you're into. It, it honestly just picks what type of better you are horse racing. You're either like the I'm gonna pick the one two and they're gonna come in for the exact and I'm a nice firm. But you know who loves it? And I'm gonna take the sure money or I'm the long shot guy and I'm gonna take the fifty to one, hundred to one. You know who loves it like this are the real serious horse racing gamblers because this screws up the odds. You'll have a you'll have yeah. a heavy favorite because he's got a name that everybody likes yeah. and you, you you make money on it. So we're gonna try. We got Sam Holland uh, Hollinsworth on. Yep. Uh, he's gonna. He does know what he's talking about. He does he does know what he's talking about? Saratoga pink sheets. Yeah, like guys. You know, he's a pink he's, sheet he's a real deal up there. Uh, so, good, good friend of ours here, friend of the show. He's gonna give you some winners. Hopefully, we're gonna talk a little yeah. bit of horse racing. Um, you know, also I'm not a horse also racer. a big Royals fan. If Is you didn't really? know, big Royals fan, and like like during the whole World Series thing, like not wasn't good. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a Royals, Royals fan. Big Royals fan. Oh, yeah. we, and we watched the Royals win the World Series. We were there. Oh, yeah. We watched the Royals win the World Series. Um, when you see the, the, the thing come out, the, the video, I got a game-worn 
Mets jersey out of the grab bag at City Field. Wow. Red forty dollars. Pulled it out. I said, bucks. I want. I said, I want a lot. They said, game worn jersey. I said, give me Alonzo. Forty bucks, game worn jersey. I said, give me Alonzo. They said, no. Not signed, right? Not signed. Not another game worn. Do you, you I don't know if he even played. It was jury. It's jury number thirty five. He, 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 here's what they said. Jury. I said the Rangers GM. Yeah. They said no. The guy who had a bunch of big home runs last year. I said I'm going to tell people it's the Rangers GM because it would. If they gave you like, would you rather have that or a Rangers jury jersey? Or oh, I would. Uh, well, <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to yeah. upset people. I'm a big right. hockey fan. Brett. I'm in. There's, trust me. That's it's an original six. I would rather have the the Rangers the jury. with the GM. With no, he was he was on the, he was on the team. I know, but big big hockey fan. Brett Brett Brett's gonna talk better. Brett's gonna sound more. He knows more about the horse racing than hockey. That's yeah. That's fine. Well, that's that was make you money, right? Yeah. So um, so we got so we Actually, got the Rangers making money last night too. So we'll all right. There. And then real quick, um, Mets Yankees Mets and Yankees both rained out today. Listen, both teams Mets do something. Spe- more special than last week every 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 time. I yeah. I wasn't as but I didn't get told to you about the no hitter. What, what did you think about it? I wasn't as excited as I thought I'd be. Yeah, I wasn't as excited. I, no, I was. I was like super into it, like as it went. But it's different, you know. A combined no hitter. It's different. Um, it's it, you know what? It was exciting because of all the Johan Santana stuff. Of there was it wasn't a real no hitter and all the other stuff. But I mean, how me- how Mets is it that they have two no hitters? One of them there was a base hit. And the other ones are combined five per, you know, five pitcher no hitter. They had who was it? It was McGill, right? Yeah, who was pitching and he pitched five innings and he threw eighty three pitches. And yeah, and they pulled him out. And they pulled him and he had five Ks. The six K won me like three hundred bucks. Oh really? Oh yeah, I, and he, I had a, he had a no hitter through five. Why don't you tell him about when I eighty seven pitches? Tell I him about when I, what I did to you the other last week. I don't, I don't remember with remember. the game. Brett calls oh, me up and he it. goes, "Hey, I'm in it. Florida. They don't have gambling. Can you log into my account yeah. and place this bet? Yeah. Mets money line, Scherzer, Scherzer eight strikeouts, eight plus strikeouts. I yeah. go, I got it, no problem. I sign nope, in, I no send, problem. I place the bet, I send it to him. I go, this is what you want, right? Bam, placed it, fifty bucks or something, right? Yeah, you want? Yeah, yeah, nothing big. All I did was the Scherzer eight strikeouts. Yeah, I looked down. I'm like, what is this? And and Scherzer's supposed to get eight strikeouts. So it was like fifty to win twenty. So he's all bent out of shape, and I was like, "Well, clearly you thought Scherzer was going to get a strikeout. Right. You wanted me to bet it, right? Right on, right out of the gate, strikes out the first five. Well, I told him to leave it, and then I you actually put in the right bet yeah, for me yeah. after. So then I had both the bets, and I had my whole you know. But bank it's more account, as a combination of it's more <laughs> waiting on Scherzer to strike out eight. I was gonna, and he struck out. He struck and out right at eight. Well, he struck out the first five, and then he didn't strike out anybody. And then he didn't strike out anybody for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was I a full it, hour. Text you texted me and like, said, "Oh, you're looking good." First five down, and I literally, I looked at the text back an hour later. He hasn't had a strikeout, and I text you. I go, "Still no strikeouts." Yeah, and so but anyway, so then there's that. So that he did make the bet. He, he and then last night that I didn't even see this happen. This is how crazy it was. I had turned. I had stopped paying attention. To, I think it was six nothing. The Rangers were on. I was. I was laser focused on that. And the Mets were down six something. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm in bed after hour after the Rangers game, and I get like a text like, oh, something about the Mets. And I'm like, what do you mean? I put it on, and they won. They scored seven runs in the ninth inning. It's the biggest night that they would lost the first three hundred, the last three hundred and sixty two games that they were trailing by six or more runs in the ninth inning. I I had that. <laughs> I had 50 bucks on the Mets and Rangers to both win, and I totally gave up on the Mets game, and I was working, and I was watching the game, and they were down. I was watching in the ninth, and I saw Lindor's home run, 
and it was 7-3. And I was like, and I had to go do something else, so I turned it off, and I left, and I was like, you know, it's it's the Mets game. It's 7-3 in the ninth. The game's over. It's I'll over. pop back in to see they lost 7-4, whatever it was. And so now, and again, but I had, I think I was going to win 250 bucks if the Mets won, because the Rangers had already won, but I'd given up on the game. I was like, who cares? I lost my 25 bucks or whatever, 50 bucks. And, um... That's not that's just chump change to you, right? As a, as an as after, after, well, well, with you over here putting in bets I didn't even want, and that actually won. So yeah, I had some money in my account so due to your screw up. They came all the way back. They got seven. What was it? Seven, and they won eight seven. Yeah. And I didn't even see it. I, I, so clearly, as everybody has thought, they are better with me not even paying attention. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm not going to pay attention. You know, I'm sitting here wearing a, a Drury. Well. Yeah well, if you, yeah, well, you didn't write something like, here comes the, the Mets' best comeback in history. Like, I want to think, yeah, 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 that's what it was. That's, I was all focused on the Rangers. Yeah. So as long as the Rangers keep playing well, I won't be as focused on the Mets, and I think it's better off for everybody. Yeah. The Yankees just trucking along. Ever since, and here's another example. I said two weeks ago, Yankees headed in the wrong direction. Yeah, well, I, I think they've lost one game I told you right away that weeks. you were out of your mind. Because, they lost one game in two weeks. Yeah, because they actually looked good like uh, along the way when they were playing like those to games. Be, they weren't, you know. But to be fair, to be fair, in my defense, I started that show with, let's not panic, they're not in trouble, they always play like this in the beginning of the season. Yeah. But well, it, first it, of all, the Yankees, who, who schedules a doubleheader for Mother's Day? Yeah, the Yankees. Why? Who would do that? Um, now, who are they playing? They're playing Texas. It's probably no, to be I honest with you, it's probably why. they're not coming in. They don't have right. same same uh, same off days anywhere that that work right. out where they're in the same part yeah. of the country. But yeah, screw moms. Well, why don't they do it tomorrow? What? Why don't yeah. they? But you know why they don't want to do it tomorrow? No, it's going to rain out tomorrow. The Rangers. Oh, it's going to rain out tomorrow. Yeah, oh, tomorrow's going to rain too. Yeah, it's going to rain out probably, tomorrow. And, and then what? Rain. Triple header on Mother's Day. Triple header. Mother's Day, triplets. Mother's Day triplets. If you're, yeah. tripl- if you're the mother of triplets, yep. you get it for free. They should let them all in for free. Well, they, they basically are. You see these deals they're running. Yeah, it's like then, thirty dollars. If you hang out there for, game three, for three games, that's for it's twelve hours, and you got to drink ten beers. That's two thousand um, dollars. It's a nice Mother's Day. Yeah, there'll be even more mothers nine months from then. So I mean, it's like. You know, the Yankees, it, it bothers. It does bother me. I'm not going to say it doesn't. I had Gordy here last week. You know, I, I Mets pitching no-hitter, and he's talking about the Yankees hitting home runs and what, you know. Yeah, I know. Um, good, great job. Good, but Gordy, great job. He <laughs> no, he did, he did. I thought he did a good job. He, he, was he good. did. He did a great job. I was, you know, you, guys, you guys had a... Had a good thing going. <laughs> it was. I was. It was um, nice to get to listen to the show instead of actually have to sit here. Yeah. No. It was our highest rated show yet. Amazing. That. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> highest rated show yet. And we just put the video up in the video. I forget the video is going to be. You know. I'll be slapping the people in the Oscars next year. The host of the Oscars. Yeah, that's what we need. So um. So we're gonna be, join you. Uh, Sam Hollinsworth is gonna join us in about you know two two minutes or so. Um, he's actually. Are you going to actually put money on the Derby? How are you going to do it? How am I going to do it? The Derby? I'm going to. First, I want to listen to him. I want. I want to. You know. I clearly Messier is in it. Um, Messier, right? You got. I'm going to put Messier somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to win, but I think I put him somewhere in like the four, in the, in the three or four. Um, you know, in like a trifecta or something exotic. Yeah. I'll put him in something <laughs> like that. So, uh, but but first. I, I don't know. I haven't really looked at it. And even if I did look at it, I don't know what I'm looking at. So let's welcome in now. Um, he's a handicapper at Saratoga. He is 
on the pink sheet, which is like the famous Saratoga thing, Sam Hollinsworth. Sam, welcome to the show. Oh, hang tight one second. Hold on, hang tight. I get Bob on you. Hold on one sec. We got him. Can you hear us, Sam? There he is. Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? Hey, What's up, buddy? welcome to the show. What's up? Um, so, hey, not much. All right, welcome to welcome to the show. First horse racing guest we've had. Now, um, Brett, Brett, Brett is a he's a he's a big hockey fan, but he's even in bigger horse racing. That's right. So he um, <laughs> we got the Kentucky Derby. Now, let me ask you. Let's ask him what we were just talking about before. Yeah. Do you think the majority? I said. 75% of the people that around the country that are watching the Derby have money on the race. Would you agree with that? Brett says no. I think nowadays it's, a lot, it's probably a little bit higher just because people have the ability to bet from their phones, you know, and uh, believe it or not, the pandemic actually helped horse racing out. There wasn't a lot of sports on for a while and uh-huh. somehow racing was able to pull it off for a little while. But uh, I was listening to the show earlier and I think you have a point. You know, the number of people betting on sports games is certainly higher these days, too, because, you know, it's legal in so many states now, especially in New York, where I am. Yeah, I mean, even when even when I was growing up, I would go to OTB. The OTB would be packed. You'd have to get, you know, and they'd be, they'd be separate desks set up teaching people how to bet because nobody, no, nobody knew how to bet. Right. They didn't know reverses and, what, and whatnot. It, they may, and they still try to do that, but uh, and kind of what Brett was saying earlier, you know, if you're in an OTB, if you even know what the OTB is, chances are you know that you're going there to bat. You don't go there to just watch it on TV because that's why you go to OTB. It's a place where you can legally uh, place a bat on horses. That, that's a good point. I didn't think that it would be like, but the pandemic, because the track isn't something where like people go to as much. There's more. All the money's coming in at the at the OTBs and yeah. off the simulcast, right? Yeah, I mean, especially nowadays, you know, you have all these uh, apps for your phone where you can legally bet. Um, so that's a very common way for the people that don't go on track. You know, the, it, it kind of makes the tracks less, uh, like the attendance less, but the, the handle, the betting handle is up because people can bet so much easier from their phones and their computers. Perfect. So now, what, they, okay. What yeah, do but. you know about this? Like, so uh, they're talking about Mattress Mac putting a big bet on one of the horses and how that shifts, like, the odds in horse racing. Yeah, well, I mean, anybody who's betting 2 to $3 million is certainly going to sway the odds. Is that, even the, if is that how much he put, like is that what he puts down? Yeah, well, he, he already came out on the record and said he's going to bet between 2 and a half to $3 million on whoever the favorite is, which I think is an interesting take on it because there are two horses that are really considered the, the co-favorites right now, and whatever one he really puts the money on down is going to uh, be the, the, the clear favorite of the two. And right. he said that if they're, if they're neck and neck in terms of odds, you're gonna, he may split it up and go half and half or something like that. Oh, which, okay. Um, you know, he doesn't... I love the guy. Uh, you know, I'm familiar with uh, somebody who works closely with him, and I've never heard a bad thing about the guy. Um, he does a lot of things to the community, but he also just you know, he keeps the sports interesting. I love to see his enthusiasm with things like this, especially a horse, uh, a sport like horse racing, which is not, you know, as popular as baseball and the Super Bowl and things like that. Um, but, you know, I, I wish him the best. And, and I also know he has a horse. Uh, one of his offspring is running in there. Uh, he owns uh, Run Happy. And there's a, a Run Happy baby in the in the race. We're also going to bet three or $400,000 on that horse. Oh, wow. But that horse is uh, it's, it's a bomb. I think it's 20 to 1. Or right. Something yeah, or but that, now, here's, now, here's what I would do. We should get, like, a Reddit thing going where everybody puts $5 on the 50 to 1 shot and get him as the favorite, and then this guy loses $2 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I tell you, you know, the beautiful thing about the Kentucky Derby, it's one of those races that not only is it extremely popular and it's one of the days that like, you know, the America and across the country, across the world, people are really watching horse racing, which there's not many days that are like that. Even, you know, my, my favorite day is Breeders' Cup Day because you have the best horses going against each other at the end of the year. But that's not even as popular as, as the Derby is. Um, so, you know, it keeps, it keeps people interested and, and it keeps people, um, you know, it lets the sport grow. And you got someone like Mattress Mac that's, uh, you know, kind of promoting it and talking about it. And obviously he's going to be there. Um, it's all it's, it's all good PR. Well, yeah, especially I, after what happened what happened last year with, of course, um, you know, and then and then and then you know, Medina Spiro was a very controversial winner. Then wasn't long before that when uh, maximum security got taken down because of an interference, and then like a, a huge a huge upset happened. So there have been a few. The past few years have been a little tough for racing fans and for Derby specifically. So uh, we're hoping this one is you know a safe trip, a clean trip, a fair trip, and. Just a good, a good race. All now around. you had it started today for race uh, for race fans. Today was a big day out of Churchill Downs. You had um, the the uh, Kentucky Oaks Secret Oath won that. Um, tell us a little bit about about her, about that horse. It's a filly. So yeah, I mean that horse is it's a special horse. You know, I had my eye on her, I, my eye on her. She she raced against the boys, which is not very common. Um, they certainly you know the female horses can run against the male horses, but. Um, they do say that it's a bit, you know, it's, it's tougher to, to beat the boys, you know, and, uh, she went out in a prep race and, and raced against them. And she actually, uh, came in third place in the Arkansas Derby, which is, um, super impressive, um, lost to Cyberknife. Um, but that shows the kind of, uh, the heart and determination that this horse had. So it's certainly worth giving her a look going into, the, into today. Um, the trainer, D. Wayne Lucas, you know, he's, He's 86 years old. He's been training for over 40 years. Is he uh, this is his now? fifth Oakland. 86. He's been doing it for a long time. He's he's he actually was the uh, one of Todd Fletcher, who you guys probably have heard of. He's one of the biggest mm-hmm. trainers in the game today. Mm-hmm. That's really who who Todd started out with, learning back in the day. And you can see how good Todd turned out to be. I remember uh, seeing those but, guys on TV when we were kids, like when you know, right? Up, you know, like tomorrow, you're going to watch the whole, you know, going up to the Derby and forgetting those guys have been a part of it forever. Um, yeah, and yeah. she's a big. She's this is a big horse, right? She's she's a she's a big size for. That's probably why she was able to run with the boys, right? And run. Yeah, well. I mean, there's just some horses. There's just some horses that can that can run really well. Um, and you know, they one way they kind of uh, to prove themselves is to run against the boys, and obviously win. You know. Um, Rachel Alexandra was a was a very popular uh, female horse. Yeah, going on ten years now, probably 2010 and 11. So yeah, over ten years ago, and uh, you know she won the Preakness. She won the Oaks easily. She was a she probably could have won the Derby if she ran, but they kind of weren't sure about her. So um, you know he probably had the same thoughts today because you saw how good she ran today, and um, you never really know. And of course, never hurts to have Louis Saez aboard. He's uh, one of the hottest jockeys in the game right now. You know, he, he had an incredible year last year, and this year he's started off red hot. And you know, this just goes to um, further support that reputation that he's building as a as a gamer. You know, he he, he grows down the stretch. He knows how to ride a fast horse, and he can win any any surface. Um, so anytime you got Louis Saez in the range, you know you, you know your uh, luck look luck could easily be on your side. Now, what do you think about the fact? I mean, Bob Baffert he 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 does, but he doesn't kind of have horses. He's got two horses. Um, Tabia is one of his. It's a five to one. It's he's only run two races, Brett. He's run two races, and that that's very. If you tell tell everybody that, that how rare that is to only run two races coming into the Derby, and Bob Baffert has two horses in this in this race, basically who he trained right or at his at his training facility. 
what, yeah, they were formerly trained by him. He doesn't he doesn't train him anymore. You know, I don't. You know, obviously no other logistics to that. But I would I would think that um, how how strict they have been with having him, you know, more or less banned from certain tracks after what happened transpired. Not just last year, but it's kind of a culmination of things. That's really an effort to clean the sport up. Um, then I, you know, I think. You know, on paper, it's obviously on paper. You know, it says that he transferred these horses to other trainers, but yeah, he's got a lot his hands the on these horses, though. Yeah, you know, course. he's got. He you know, and you know, and and you know, I I don't know, you know, if that's true or false, but I know uh, it, even when you look in the program and you see who's taking a lot of these horses over, you know, there's still good, competent trainers in there. You know, I know um, Pletcher got a hold of uh, one of his horses, and the horse has been incredible, and it's. It's not like it missed a beat, you know. Um, good trainers can keep good horses sound and, and, and ready. Um, but, I, you know, if you want to get in the derby, I can tell you right now, uh, Table is, is a horse that I do like. You know, having only two races under its belt certainly, uh, is, you know, it's something worrisome. Um, but, it's you know, if you if you like the idea of winning the Centennial Derby by um, convincing margins, and, and maybe, you know, Mike Smith is the jockey. He's a bit of a fan favorite. Um, he's been, he's also has been doing it for for a long time. Um, he's got the experience. He may, he's won the Derby uh, before, and he certainly knows how to how to uh, cross the finish line first. So you know, twelve to one is not a bad uh, is not a bad odds. Not to mention, you know, some people may look at the Baffert thing as a good thing. Some may look at it as a bad thing. But um, something that we can't really dispute is Bob Baffert. Um, you know, he won a lot of races for a long time. So that's certainly not a bad thing that uh, Bob Baffert had the horse and, you know, of course the horse has never lost, but again, it only ran, ran two times. Uh, one thing that I love about that horse and my, my pick for a derby, um, they're, they're both, uh, they're siblings. They're both out of Gunrunner. Yeah, they're, gun they're, they're stable great. mates. They're right next to each other, right? They're, they're like stable um, Are they siblings? Which one? Well, Who's the one? My horse that I like is Cyberknife. He, he won the uh, Arkansas Derby. He's number 16. He's uh, 20 to 1 on the morning line, so there's some value there. Um, I'm not sure he'll stay that high, but he won't go much lower. There's so many horses that you get, you know, really he's good at, horses at, at great odds. He's at 15 right now. Uh, oh, okay. So I'm seeing the program as 20 to 1, number 16. Um, but he's going up for Brad Cox. You know, the horse, like I said, he uh, won the Arkansas Derby uh, by uh, almost three lengths, and he actually was the horse that beat uh, the Oaks winner, uh, Secret Oak. Oh, okay. That's the horse, that's the race that she ran in. So, um, you know, that competitive field. Um, you know, Florent Giroux is a, is a great jockey. He's, uh, he certainly knows how to, you know, produce a win. And, you know, Brad Cox is one of those guys who has consistently performed, uh, the trainer performed at a high level. Um, whether it's, um, at any track in America or even overseas, the guy just knows how to, how to make winners on any surface. Um, you know, one thing I was kind of doing my research throughout the week, um, because they do the derby draw. You know, Monday, it's a lot earlier. It used to be like Wednesday, so you didn't have a lot of time. But now you have like a full week to really take it all in and, and, and go over it, you know, 10 times and almost to a point where you might even uh, over, you know, overthink it. But, um, you know, I looked at a lot of people like to look at a lot of these stats, right? How many times has this post position won and things like that? So I looked and I saw the, uh, the 16 post position has actually won uh, four times, which is better than some of these other, other posts that have never won before. Um, but the last time number 16 won was in 2011 uh, when Animal Kingdom actually won the Kentucky Derby for Grand Motion. And that was the only Kentucky Derby horse that I ever picked uh, as a winner. And I had 20 to 1 went off at. Um, I only bet like 20 bucks on it to win, but I had like 100 bucks on it to show. Probably all the money I had in my, in, in my name at the time. Nice. And um, 
that, that, and that's, I just like that, that coincidence. Uh, I had Cyber Nights in the Arkansas Derby, and it paid really well. So I'm hoping to get a good trip. And uh, you, know, you never know. But again, Cyber Knife is also out of Gun Runner. So uh, Gun Runner and, and Taba both have uh, Gun Runner as a, as a sire, as a, as a father um, horse. So, you know, that, and they, Gun Runner horses, they've been shown that they, they can really run the last, the last year or two years. So I'm hopeful there. Um, a couple of the horses that I, I'm keeping an eye on. Um, definitely charge it. Like I said, you got Luis Diaz up in the range, and of course Todd Pletcher. Um, and then you know the best sire for the last five years running Tappet. You know, the, um, it, you really can't go wrong with those three things. Um, but uh, charge it came in second in the photo derby um, to White Abaro. He's got a also good spot a horse too. He's that right. a lot of people are looking at. And yeah, he's right number eight. That horse, that that post position has won plenty of times. Um, and the biggest thing is. Uh, you know, twenty to one. I I don't think that you'll have any shot in hell in getting twenty to one on that horse. He's probably going to get down to ten or even lower. A lot of the wise guys have been talking about him the last couple of days, so that's kind of uh, you know pushed me off of him a little bit. But um, this is a race that I always I always kind of go for the the double digit odds because you because you can you know statistically over the last twenty years it's probably been a double digit horse you know at least fifty percent of the time I would guess or at least close to it. And with matches, um, a couple other ones, okay, good, 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 good. Give a couple, couple other ones I want to I want to call out. You know, Zandon, uh, Zandon, and Epicenter are probably going to be the um, the two uh, morning line favorites. They're around there. Epicenter goes out for state. Steve Houston. He's you know he's won uh, four out of six uh, so far um, in his career. And then you got Rosario up there who just won the Eclipse Award for best jockey. And then Zandon goes out for Chad Brown, um, who's from um, a little town up up here by Saratoga Springs, Mechanical, New York. And uh, it would be the first favorite he had in the race. It would be great to see him win it for Mechanicville, but you know the the uh, the field is certainly packed with, with with some runners this year. Yeah, they have. Um, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. With Magic, the Derby's probably the one that you don't want to bet the favorite because first of all, you have so many horses. You got Epicenter. He he's close to the rail there. You get a bad start, it's going to be a fast race already. There's a lot of fast horses. Epicenter is going to be. Yeah, he's probably going to be the favorite. He's he's uh, he's coming from the three the three uh, spot. He's close to the rail. You get pinned against the rail in this race. There's 20 horses. You know, you could you could be out of it before you even before you even get to the first turn, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh, Andy Sterling. He is the um, the Naira, uh, like you know, um, the head of Naira handicapper. Oh, oh handicapper. No, he's like, okay, he's like, okay. He's like the, he's actually, I think I watched one video this morning. It was him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's the, he's the guy on he's the guy on TV. If you go to Belmont or Aqueduct, okay. or he's the guy on TV, kind of giving you the rundown of the horses and maybe giving you some picks. Um, he says something along the lines of the most important part of every horse race is the beginning. And I never really, I never really thought that or never really, you know, thought to consider that. But since I heard him say that years ago, I've watched it and that's hundred percent true. It's so, it's just so pivotal. And when you're talking about a race like the Kentucky Derby with 20 horses, that's even more true, um, to your point, Bobby, you know, you got to make sure that you get out of the gate, you, you, you run your race, but if you don't, you don't get a, a good break. You know, it could all be over before it even begins. Now, at the Belmont, it's not like that. The Belmont, they're running a mile and a half. You, it's you know, it's basically just an endurance thing. You know, now do you? Yeah, think, but you're also not going to have twenty horses in the yeah, Belmont. No, no, you, you know, probably, it would be cool if we yeah, did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll have seven or eight by right. you know, a couple weeks from now in in Baltimore. But do you see anybody who's a possible? I mean, it's hard to even say it. But do you see anybody who's a possible like great horse after the after the next two months, or who who can win a triple crown here? Well, that's the beautiful thing about about this, man. It's like every 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 year you get a new crop of three year olds that um, you really don't know what to expect. Of course, you know, being a circular guy myself, you know, circular runs July and August, so you you do get to see a lot of those 
quote what they call babies, two-year-olds, um, before, you know, the year before. So some of these horses, believe it or not, you know, we got to look at last year at Saratoga. And now, granted, when a horse is two, it's still very green. It doesn't really have the ability to, to, to run as sharply as a three- or four-year-old. But, um, you know, you can, you can really get an idea of maybe some of the horses to watch out for. So that's, that's always, that's always a, a good thing to, to kind of keep in mind. But I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, your guess is as good as mine. I can throw a dart to board. It's probably going to be, you know, obviously the horse that wins this race, you can get a much better idea. Uh, you know, um, there have been certainly horses that you can look at that win the that win the Derby, and you just don't you just don't you don't see it happening. Of course, anything's possible, but there are certainly some gamers in here that you could see winning all three. Um, you know, but it, it takes it's not easy to do. That's why it hasn't been done. And it wasn't done for thirty years until Baffert did it. You know, yeah. Um, do you it's, see? It's, do you see like an easy? Very very hard. Do you see like an easy goer? The fifty to one shot. Well, he was the fifty one, wasn't he? Easy goer. Was well, it? we had. The, the the last time we had a fifty to one was mind that bird with my mind that that's bird, it that's yeah. it my yeah and that was and, and that was but like that was that's a good example like I don't think anybody expected mind that bird to go on to nobody to win even the Preakness um, but if you watch that uh, if you watch that on YouTube which if you guys never have I suggest you do especially given the, that tomorrow is a big day like they'll show you the overhead camera of how that horse maneuvered in and out and yeah. we got out of traffic and it's. It is one of the most beautiful horse racing he rides. Made, he made a move to. Oh, he was in last place coming around, and he made oh, a move yeah. to the rail and then back out, and like like he just basically like it was almost like a euro I remember, step. Yeah, I remember that. It was right. like that the was... horse doing a euro step into the rail and then out, right? And he came like inches from from brushing the rail. Yeah, it looked like someone had a remote control and was like guiding him from the stands. It was it, that was one of my favorite rides of all time, and you know, of course, getting a bomb like that, you know, I don't. I don't think that will, it's obviously not very common for 50 to one, but when, you know, the Derby is one of those races where it certainly could happen. Obviously one of the beautiful things about horse racing is that, uh, you know, the odds really don't, don't mean, don't mean Jack. Uh, you know, I've heard that from jockeys themselves who have told me, I don't even look at the, the board. I want, I want to give every horse the best chance of winning. I want to be, uh, persuaded or discouraged or whatever the case may be. So as a gambler, it's important, uh, you know, don't always think about the odds. Of course, it's good to know, how to read the money. You know, late money is usually smart money. It's good to know what the betting public is thinking because a lot of times they may have a better opinion than the average Joe who doesn't watch racing that much. But too many times I see people that don't know much about racing that say, I like this horse for whatever reason. It's, it's gray or the name or whatever. Yeah, I like but then Messier. it's like, oh, it's, it's 30. Yeah, how could you not? <laughs> hey, and, how can I and, and, and Messier is a Canadian bred horse, uh, which is, it's, it's been done, but it's, it's not very common for Canadian bred horses to, to, to win the Derby. Um, I, I heard today that there's some sort of connection between the, some of the owners are friends with hockey players who play with Messier, so it's not really a direct connection, but certainly is inspired by also a Canadian-born player, um, you know, Mark. Yeah, Messier. yeah. I mean, so uh, have you ever been to Churchill Downs? Have you ever been to the Derby? I've never been to the Derby. It's on my list. You know, I, I probably would have been there, and you know, if it wasn't for the whole COVID thing, I probably would have made it happen by now, but... You know, it's important for us to also highlight that this is the first year since COVID that we're able to really get to the people that go to the track and the in, in big numbers, and, and they don't have to wear a mask if they don't want to. You know, Oaks Day today, you know, had over 100,000 people. You know, so obviously tomorrow will be, will be even more packed, and, um, you know, we haven't been able to have that big a number. Um, I have been to the Preakness infield. I heard that's, many yeah, times that's a, that's a, a, that's a party, right? Oh yeah, I've uh, I've been there probably about ten times, and uh, I I could tell you so many funny stories. But one of my favorites is uh, me and my buddy uh, we're we're there and, and we're hanging out, and these chicks walk up and we're just talking to these girls, and 
and we're just kind of shooting the shit with them. And then one of the girls goes, um, did you know that there's a horse race going on right now? And we're like, like, yeah, like we're at the horse race. And she's like, right now there's a horse race. And, you know, it's, a concert, it's a concert and it's a, you know, it's a bunch of drinking tents and it's like, like people from colleges go there to take the party and hammer that. And, and those people, probably aren't betting that much. You know, I'm worried about waiting in line and, right. and, and, and finding a TV that works and nobody in the infield could, no. could you know, most people in there did not even care. So that's a, another point kind of to your point from earlier is like, there are certainly um, things that racing tries to do to, to, you know, to grow the sport and get an interest. And a lot of times it just turns into a drunk concert, you know, and that's, that's yeah. not a bad thing. Wait, there's nothing know, wrong with a drunk concert. Nothing wrong with a drunk right. concert. Especially good- if you're somebody like myself who likes a good concert and you like good horses, you're like, Oh, this is perfect. accommodation. Like, I went to the Preakness. I think it was the last time I went, and uh, Nas was doing like the Illmatic uh, tour. I think it was a ten-year or, or tour, or whatever. Not even twenty-year tour. He was like, you know, he was doing uh, the tour in the middle of the infield. And he's like, there's a, there's a mother effing horse yeah. race going on right now, and people were like, a horse race broke out at a Nas concert. Is what you tell me? I think even Nas was was kind of baffled that there was a race going on, you know. And I, I, I was thinking, I'm like, how do they keep like how do they keep the horses cool? Because you can't even like you you can't like start a motorcycle by a horse it'll get spooked and run around That's you know run run away yeah. but meanwhile you got you're you're jumping you know now nah, I saw Wiz Khalifa there I saw Post Malone there I mean I saw so many bands there it's just like are we gonna get some of them for that. are we gonna get some of them for uh, your party this year or what yes I mean not that you have to sell Saratoga but give us a little bit about Saratoga I would do a big party with this guy at Saratoga if it's on uh, yeah. for the Whitney a couple of years yeah, ago the Whitney day yeah yeah oh, so we, do, we do a nice little we do a nice little party at the top of the stretch every Whitney day it's called the Saratoga Stumble this is the 10th year that we're doing it it's uh it, it draws a lot of people from far and wide and um it's, it's a good day. Uh, we all get together. We get, like, matching shirts, and uh, we try to win some money. And um, I haven't heard a complaint yet other than probably from me of how much work it is, but it's all worth it. Do you think that there's no complaints because nobody remembers it? I mean, it's probably part of it, yeah, but also because it's <laughs> It's great. They probably don't want to hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I love it because it's actually all based around the racing too, and it's uh, you know talk about having a good time. That was honestly one of the best times I've had in a long time. Yeah, I, yo, I've never been to Saratoga. I want to, Saratoga is what it's like one of the nicest you know places you can't. And get then, out, we out, then we went out and partied after in town and talk about you know I I'd never been there and you know we spent the, the legendary weekend place, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's yeah. A good, I'm obviously biased, but the track is, is super special. I know, one of the reasons why I like it, obviously, you know, growing up there and, and knowing the ins and outs is, is the obvious reason, but it's, it's kind of like taking a step back in time, uh, you know, and Breck can speak to this. Like, there's there's obviously a fence around the park, but, like, you know, you walk through, like, an old, like, you know, uh, turnstile, and you pay a couple bucks. I mean, when I was a kid, it was, like, $2 or then, and then it was, like, I think it was 3 I think now it's, like, 5 bucks, which is $7. It's a, it's a classy most, place. But, but it's like you know, it's, it's it's super cool. You have all different walks of life, right? You have like the you have like the finish line tables where it's very you know suits and and, and you know fear suckers and, and it's real risky. And then you have like the backyard where there's people in jerseys and and, yep. and clown shorts playing Beirut on the table and and screaming and, and you know hanging out and, and doing funnels. So it's like and you know it's just it's, it's there's so much going on but at the same time. Kind of like the way the Preakness infield is. There's well, a like horse the the, the, race going on at the same time. You know? The Derby's the, the opposite. Like the Derby tomorrow is fancy. Yep. Everybody in their hats and drinking. Yeah, but I mean, if you, go to the, if, you, if you go to the Derby infield, you're, you're still going to witness the right. same. You, may not, you may, may not see as many people running across the porta potties, but you're going to see a couple. Now, <laughs> what's, now, now one, of the, I, one of the worst drinks I've ever had is I had a mint julep. And it, it was, it was, oh, it's yeah. terrible. I don't know why they make that. I mean, I guess Kentucky bourbon, but. 
I don't know. I'm yeah. I mean, it's 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 what you drink when you're there. You know, I'll be honest with you. When I walk in, I have uh, I have maybe one or two. But I tell you, uh, it's nothing like the black guys do that they serve at the Preakness. Where I'll have like I'll have a dozen of those supporters oh, yeah. before <laughs> noon. You know, and that's and, that, and that's always worth it. So give us a give everybody give give us a trifecta for them all. All right, so you know I'm obviously gonna gonna box it up. You know you'd be a fool not to not to box it up with with uh, this many horses and, and this high this high of odds. And uh, a lot of times with big big deals, I like to play four horse trifecta boxes because um, you're able to. You know you're just gonna pay a little bit more money, but you're gonna also improve your chances. So I'm gonna make sure I throw in uh, my horse Cyberknife for sixteen. Um, I'm also gonna uh, throw in his 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 sibling Tavia, and then um, charge it. And then I think uh, I'm still on the fence, but I'm, I'm really leaning towards. Uh, I'm really leaning towards. Yeah, I got to. I got to stick with Zandon. I, I can't let Chad Brown win. You know, he's he's from my hometown. I can't let Chad Brown win. And I can't let me not have money on him. I was there when Cloud Computing won the Preakness um, a, a few years back. So and I and I had money, but not enough money on it. So I can't throw him out. So I'm going to go um, eight, ten, twelve, sixteen uh, trifecta box. I won't tell you how much I'm going to bet because you might think I'm a, a degenerate, but I'm also going to bet Cyberknife to win. You know, I, I think especially if Cyberknife is anywhere around 20 to 1, um, and maybe I'll get some of that good, don't, don't uh, that good luck from it off Animal we, Kingdom. We don't talk about what you bet. We only talk about what you win. Yeah, it's all yeah, about yeah. what you win <laughs> at the end. And we don't care what the wager is. Well, then I, I, well, then I shouldn't be on anyone. the show. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. We'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, there's a reason why they keep Come doing on. it and keep making money. At I tell 20 people, to 1, you talked about it. I tell people all the time, and they, they figure something out. I'm like, Listen, there's a reason why the, the bookie or the, the fan duel says, Pick whoever you want. We'll take the other yeah. guy. Yep. We'll take the other yeah, guy. Right. And, well, and, they, and yet they I'm, keep building these big casinos. They keep having the money to build these big casinos for people true. to keep gambling. You take whoever you want, we'll take the other guy. And they, they Yeah, one of, my, one of mine and Brett's uh, good friends, uh, shout out to, to Drew Hood. He, he, he told me a quote he read in the book, and he said, there's a reason why you walk into the racetrack Every car in the parking lot is a jalopy. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I was like, that's so genius. You know, I, you know, uh, I thought that was, that was something I always remember. And uh, luckily, my car isn't that shitty yet. But I do, uh, if, I got a, if I got a few more seconds here, I do want to throw out a couple more horses from the undercard today. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, for, from tomorrow, hopefully, to help people win some money. Uh, in the opener, we got uh, gasoline. Uh, and keep in mind, tomorrow, the first race is at 10.30 a.m. Uh, Eastern time because it's a big, big day long card. Um, so number 14, Gasoline, he gets Luis Saez out for Todd Fletcher. Uh, four to one morning line, so there may not be much value, but um, I really like that horse. And then in the ninth race, uh, going out for Animal Kingdom's uh, trainer, actually, Grand Motion, Side Dog. He's uh, seven to two um, in the American Turf Sprint. And then uh, I don't want to overlook another pair of Chad Brown runners. He had two, he had two horses coming one, two today on the Oaks undercard. He's got two more females running today. In the uh, distaff turf mile, um, in Italian, speak of the devil. Won't be a lot of uh, value there with the odds, but you know you might get lucky catching an exacto if you want to throw some money down and box that. So hopefully we can make some money, and hopefully all the horses get home safe and uh, we have a good race tomorrow. All right, so it's going to be tomorrow. Everybody going to be watching. We just hopefully made you some money. He is the handicapper, one of the handicappers on the pink sheet at Saratoga Raceway. Thanks, bye. His name is Sam Smith. Yo. Bye. Thank you, buddy. My pleasure, fellas. All right, man. Have a good one. Good luck tomorrow. Enjoy. Thank Thank you. you. You too. Bye-bye. How about that, Brett? How about that? That was great. You bet. There's some money to be made now. What do we do? Do we get, like, kickbacks from everybody? Do we? We got to get something, right? No. They're going to be, like, you know, 
bringing in the sheets and being like, you owe us this. You know what they're going to do? They're going to all download it tomorrow night and miss, realize how much money they missed. So uh, this is the present to the people. And now what we want to do, everybody, what we want to do so we can screw magic, match us back. If you're listening, go on, get a Reddit thing going. Everybody yeah. bet Pioneer Medina 47 to 1. Let's get him up to the favorite. Yeah, totally done. Max got to put $2 million on it. And just got to get a Reddit account and you're all set, right, Bob? I have a yeah, I have a Reddit account. All right, there you go. First step. I'm all over that thing. I I was I was wheeling and dealing when right. the when the uh what was the what what was that? What was the GameStop when the oh, GameStop thing happened? Very big. Wheeling and dealing, bro. I made like thirty bucks. It was great. Um so great job. Great job, Sam Hollinsworth. We know him as Pi. Um that was that was great. And you know, what other what other podcasts do you know that has that, Brett? No. Giving people money. No. Giving them the winners. From the one of the better handicappers out there, so let's get now quick NBA. Uh, Phoenix is making a little bit of a comeback. It looks like they're down. I think it's twelve. Last I saw, um, was it Phoenix? Phoenix is is look good. I think Golden State has looked really good. I think it's going to probably be oh, Golden State yeah. and Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, they cut it to ten. There's still four. Over no, four Phoenix. Minutes. Phoenix is looking. Let me tell you, this is who's looking good right now. Phoenix is looking good. I know, and these are all teams who actually lost today. Miami is looking good. You know, I mean, it's going to be tough now with. And be nah, Miami. I wouldn't put my. You just getting. You, what you do? Name all the teams. Miami is Miami. Look good the no, first two games. No, I think Miami is a good team that's playing good ball. And I, I think, think the they're, they they had a rough go in like the you know towards like the second you know yeah the second, second half, half yeah. But they came together towards the end where uh, and honestly, I I wouldn't sleep on Miami. Um and the Celtics Bucks series. The Celtics aren't just. They're they're actually going out there and putting up a pretty Celtics good performance. Are a good team. I know, but you know everybody just thinks that Giannis is just going to keep you know running over people, and he's he's that good. But I don't know. I don't think the Celtics, the Celtics are more of a basketball team. You know, they're a team. Yeah, they, they, they move the ball. You get that yeah. extra pass. The defense. open shot. Their defense. They, they play, listen. Like it is amazing. It was actually fun to watch. That's um, going six. So that's probably going to go seven. That, that's going to go seven. Yeah, and I think. That's uh, going and seven. I think Golden State's going to win that in five. Um, yeah. You know, well, the, it's going to be close games, it, but I, I think uh, they're just looking good. You know what? And you got the championship pedigree again. Same thing. So, See, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Golden State, like, you, I, I think John Morant gets another game. I, I, I He takes terrible. Like, you said it before. You said it on a couple shows back. He yeah. takes terrible shots. No, terrible I know. Shots. But the thing is, one of those games, it goes well. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And so, right. like, he's going to like he's gonna get another game. He's that good. He's, like. He's the guy who's so good that he will go get a game, even versus game, teams that he probably shouldn't. Now, made, now I don't. Now Golden State. I don't even think Golden State's gonna. They'll, they'll win it in six. Okay, let's say. Let's go. What you say they win it in. Six. I'm telling you, that, that series out, six. Is, five's not even an option in that series. It's six or seven. And we'll talk about it next week, but it's going to be six or seven in that series. And then the um, so T out of the oh, video yeah, yeah. cam. We're so trying the, to keep a nice clean <laughs> show here with the video. So um, the the Mets, as we said before, the Mets. Mets are playing great, and the Yankees, for some reason, since I said they're on a downward spiral, they've lost one game. They had an 11-game win streak that finally got broken. Yeah. Um, the Yanks are, uh, let me tell you, a couple of guys. Rizzo, nine home runs, 21 RBIs. Judge, uh, he's batting 300, nine home runs, 19 RBIs. Uh, so, the, so much for Judge contract stuff getting in the way here. It looks like he's, he's Getting kinda, in the way. It's going to get in the way. They're going to have to pay him. Yeah, yeah. It's going to get in the way. That, well, you know, let's coming. see Judge get. Let's see him go the Someone, whole summer without getting hurt, because he gets hurt every year. Uh listen, I don't know. He, he's. Uh, I'm not worried about Judge. Judge is right now. He's crushing the ball. He's living in a park where he can go and continue to crush the ball, even if he was hurt. 
Um, I think the Yankees have a good ball club, which makes all of that so much better. If they weren't playing well and say uh, the pitching wasn't as good and they weren't winning games, it's a lot harder to get as many um, at bats. It's a lot harder. Like if you're on a bad team, he's going for a contract year on a good team in the middle of a lineup that's stacked. He's gonna have a. He's gonna do well. Oh, well like I said, if he stays he's gonna healthy, see he's gonna pitches. do well. No, he's gonna see pitches. He's gonna have a good year. If he, um, yeah, I mean, listen, if he stays healthy, right? He's probably gonna have a good year. He's a good player, but I mean. But you, can, if he gets hurt, it's going to cost him. Now, let, because you know what? And the, who was who's Michael Conforto's agent? Boris. Yeah, I, I was Boris. thinking about this. Yeah, no, I know it's Scott. I was just asking you. Oh, wow. um, Scott Boris, is he yeah. really that good of an agent? Because here's where the agent comes in big with Mike with Conforto with a player like Conforto. Yeah. I could get Trout a big uh, a three hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, I could get. I could have got John yeah. Stan or A Rod. Yeah. I could have get those deals for them. He Michael Conforto is now sitting home, shoulder surgery, because we haven't talked about this since he was going to the Ducks two weeks yeah. ago. Shoulder surgery, that's where he needs that's where you need a good agent to do steer you in the right direction. Michael Conforto turned out hundred million dollars is making nothing. He's out. He, he's, and now he's he, gonna be coming off a, a big right. injury surgery. Oh, oh yeah, he's, and now, yeah, he is hundred percent now going to have to prove himself on a He's either going to do one or two things. Like he's either going to take less money on a long term deal. Someone will offer him a long term deal and say, "Here you go, not for as much money." Seven, sixty million, let's say. So he now he lost forty million. Something, eh, no, because it's going to be paying more. It's going to be honestly, he's going to get a deal similar to what he was offered. That's so? the that's the market rate now. But that's even the problem so. for a for a it's it's the same concept. Yeah, I like, guess you're right. He is that good of a player in terms of what you can get for Are the you rate. Because you're going to go pay somebody else look at 10 million bucks a year, that's a bump. Because look at Kendall, Like, these, bums make 10 million bucks. Yeah, but I understand that. But these long-term deals are terrible at the back end. We went over no, this. No, but not long-term. Kendall. He's not going to get a long-term deal. Conforto is getting, if he wants it, he can do Three If years. I was him, I would do a short. I would do, honestly, I'd go pay yeah, myself yeah. for a year. A year or two big years. Money. Then you go make monster money. But, like, with Cano, um, the Mets, I mean. But some team's going to make a good deal with Conforto. Not the Mets. I don't know who it's going to be. No, it won't be Someone's going to get a good deal with Conforto for like a four or five year deal for whatever it is. Um, and I, I, that I truly, and how, how good, how Mets fans, how good was it to hear Steve Cohen say, who should we now? Now listen, Dom Smith got four hits the night before they needed to cut the roster. That helped the only four case. hits he's got all year. Yeah, I know. But how good did, when they, when they brought it to Steve Cohen and they said, listen, the right, the right choice here is to, to release Cano. Well, they and that's and that's gonna cost you thirty million dollars. That's, that's what you want. And he every said, owner "Make to the do. baseball decision." That's all we wanted as Mets fans forever. That's all we wanted. You know right? what the funny part is, though? Like, you can't let somebody like Dom Smith go down. Dom Smith's the guy you trade in. in a yeah, few, yeah. I you, said that in the beginning. That, that's Dom Smith at this point doesn't even have a spot on this team. Like he, if he goes red hot. And someone else is playing well. Yeah, no problem. Dom Smith is going to be penciled in. He's going to be in your lineup. He's not but every day. He's not going to be happy here. No, no. He would have to go red hot to like to get that. Yeah. And get. the biggest hit of the year was when he when he legged out the 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 infield hit in the comeback where he, they where they he, came back. He and, can't and, hit a curveball. Yeah, I, he can't hit a curveball. I like Dom Smith, and I hope he does Even last well, night. But he was trade bait. Our, our our rally was Dom Smith. We watched this rally in the middle of it. It was Dom Smith striking out to a curveball. That's the I, only that he almost rallied. Oh, was it? I, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I can't even help Dom Smith. Dom Smith by not watching it. He even fails when I watch. When I don't watch. Yeah. No. So um, listen. And the Yank with the Yankees now. Quick. Uh, we got a quick thing. We we got three minutes left. Yeah, okay. Got, perfect. Okay. Let's do this uh, Sergio Garcia thing real fast because I like. This. Oh, okay. This is pretty funny actually. So um, Sergio Garcia. Well, this guy. 
He's golfing the other day, Wells Fargo Championship. Hits a ball into the rough somewhere. Now, he currently is not very big fan of the PGA Tour. He's, he's on in Phil the whole, Mickelson's side. Right, he's in the whole Phil Mickelson situation of whatever it is. He's not so happy. So anyway, the ball's missing. He goes looking for it. And as you're looking for it, you have a certain amount of time that you have to wait. From when you get over there, you can only have up to like three minutes, and there's an official that comes and watches you. And so he's looking for the ball. And when he finds the ball, finally, he uh, they go out, and they're like, sorry, yeah. You, you missed it. They were like, what are you, what, too much time. It's oh. going to cost you a stroke. Uh, and like, what did uh. he say? So he's arguing because the truth is, for, well, what does he say to him? He turns, he goes, right to the official on TV. You know, he goes, can't wait to leave the PGA Tour. They were like, what? He's like, just a couple more weeks and I don't have to deal with you guys anymore. On the golf channel. And he, and he looked at him and they're like, and it turns out that he's, you know, he's, he's leaving. Go, he he's with, the money. He's, he's with the Saudis. <laughs> well, listen, it, it it turns out actually that they had the official had screwed up the whole thing. It shouldn't have. He wasn't actually waiting. For oh, that. really? Well, really? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. OK. okay. No, I didn't it know. turned out to actually be like a whole thing. So did he get the stroke? Did he get the stroke back in the end? Did he appear? Did he like sign the wrong card? No. OK. Didn't get nothing. But that is funny that he said that because no. Sergio, I mean, listen, Sergio Garcia is not good. Not very good anymore. You know, he's not winning, winning anymore. But I mean. I'm just, I'm just, I'm surprised to see people go off like that. Like, I didn't realize that certain guys cared that much about what was going on, or like were that unhappy. Yeah, it's with. their money. No, They're touching I, their money. Yeah, but it's beyond that. It's actually guys changing these like other like rules that they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into they don't. And well, stuff. It's more money and less work. Right. So it's another and company it's, coming in saying we're going to give you more money, less work, and your company being like, well, you're not leaving. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. So now they're all pissed. And that's why and he was just going because it was a payday. Well, as Wells Fargo Championship was a big, you know, was yeah, like, of course. But like the other ones are like he wouldn't have even went if it was some, you know, yeah. Tiny. I mean. Listen, uh, the PGA's got a little trouble with it. We we talked about that. They got a little trouble. So uh, coming up, let's set set the set of, set it up for you for tomorrow. You got ten thirty in the morning. You got a, you got the Derby races start at Churchill Downs. You probably got to start drinking at like nine. Yep. Then you got uh, Rangers Pens game three from Pittsburgh seven o'clock. You got Yankees Mets both play maybe yeah, Mets at four. Yeah, if you know if if. The weather holds up. Yeah, we'll see. It might not be so we right a big, big day. And then the Rangers uh, get, again play Monday game four and then back at the Garden Wednesday. I will be in attendance on Wednesday. I have two extra tickets. If anybody would like, get in touch with me. I got two tickets, good seats, section 212 Wow. Uh, for game number five. Uh, we'd like to also thank you. Last week I was wearing my shirt. Yeah. Um, Brett's wearing the locked up shirt today. My wife, my lovely, beautiful wife who's sitting right over here next to me is Sarah. wearing a shirt. And we want that guy. She made all these shirts, Brett. Yeah. Unbelievable. She made us these signs, too. You see these? No, it's a, it's a podcast right now. It's a live podcast. No, but it, there's, a, there's a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Check out the signs. We want to thank her. We want to thank Sam Hollinsworth. Everybody, good luck at the Derby tomorrow. Let's go, Rangers. See ya.